Today's episode of First Look ETF is brought to you by the New York Stock Exchange, the home of ETFs. To hear from experts across the ETF market, visit homeofetfs.com. NYSE has sponsored this production by ETF Guide LLC for illustrative, informational, and educational purposes only, without regard to any particular investor's objectives, financial situation, or circumstances. NYSE neither represents nor warrants the accuracy or correctness of any of the statements in the production, which has been independently assembled by ETF Guide LLC and with whom sole editorial control rests. NYSE makes no recommendation as to possible benefits from any securities or trading strategies, and this production is not a recommendation, offer, or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or engage in any trading strategy. Prior to the execution of a purchase or sale of any security, you are advised to consult with your own advisors. Hi, everyone. I'm Stephanie Stanton. Thanks for joining us. If it is your first time here, be sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any of our episodes. Well, smartphones are changing consumption habits around the globe like never before. And for many people who reside in emerging market countries, smartphones are the first and only computer that connects them to the Internet shopping, social media, and other online experiences. Well, helping us to analyze these key trends and how to participate in this growth story is Kevin T. Carter. He is the founder and chief investment officer of the EMQQ and FMQQ ETFs. Kevin, it is great to have you with us. Thanks, Stephanie. All right, the next Frontier Internet and e-commerce ETF, that is the ticker FMQQ. This is your latest edition, and it's like its bigger relative, EMQQ. It is focused on companies at the forefront of web and e-commerce, but with some important differences. Tell us about it. EMQQ and FMQQ both represent uh, the same fundamental story, which is that in emerging markets, the, the thing that is emerging are the people and they're uh, they're moving on up and their incomes are, are going up and they have disposable income and they want stuff. They want uh, the same sort of things that we've had for generations. They want more and better food, clothing, vacations, entertainment, cars and college for the kids. And that's what both EMQQ and FMQQ are all about. FMQQ uh, is uh, the same as EMQQ, but it's ex-China. And uh, and that's an important difference because China dominates e-commerce globally, and it certainly dominates uh, emerging markets. It's about uh, 80% of all emerging markets' internet revenue comes from China. But what's happening beyond China in India, uh, in the rest of Southeast Asia, in South America, in Africa, it's uh, it's real exciting what's happening there as the other five and a half billion people in emerging markets start to consume the way the Chinese have been uh, over the last decade, which is online. So tell us about some of the holdings inside FMQQ and how you guys were able to select these companies. Sure. Well, we own uh, every single publicly traded Internet company in emerging and frontier markets except for China. EMQQ does include China, but FMQQ does not. And right now there's about 60 of those companies. And it's a pretty straightforward approach. As long as uh, you are an emerging market or frontier market Internet company outside of China, we will include you as long as you meet our minimums for size and liquidity. And again, right now there's about 60 of these uh, FMQQ companies, frontier 
internet companies, but that list is growing. Uh, the IPO pipeline is incredibly robust. A year ago, there was only 30 uh, companies for FMQQ. Two years ago, there was only 20 companies, so the numbers tripled. And we've had IPOs from Poland, from Kazakhstan, from Uruguay, from Turkey, and there's a big, big pipeline coming, and India in particular could have 20 uh, in, uh, internet IPOs in the next couple of years. Can you give us some examples of some of the names? Are they anything that we may have heard of? Sure. Well, the ones, the you know, the largest ones in FMQQ are Mercado Libre, which a lot of investors will know trades on the NASDAQ with the ticker MELI. And this is a company that's technically in Argentina. So fact sheets will show Argentina, but it's really the e-commerce leader in every country in South and Central America. So Brazil being its largest market, Mexico, its second biggest market, but it's uh, it's in Panama, it's in Costa Rica, it's in the Dominican Republic. And and it's the leader, not just in e-commerce, but in, in payments and fintech. And that's a an important sub story in uh, FMQQ is the e-commerce is a big deal, but the fintech part of the story is a really big deal. And we continue to see uh, lots of growth and value creation in the fintech part of the story. Mercado Libre has been a good example of that. The other company that isn't as well known is called C Limited, and it trades on the New York Stock Exchange with the ticker SE. And some people know it because it's been one of the best performing stocks in the world over the last four years. And it's, it's a combination of gaming and e-commerce and uh, also fintech. So those are the two that I think most people know, but it's, you know, it, it's the same types of business models we have here, but they're just the localized version. And so you have, you know, uh, in Nigeria, you have Jumia, which trades on the New York Stock Exchange. This is the African e-commerce leader. There's a number of very high profile IPOs that will be coming in the space that investors or investors that follow the news are going to start seeing these companies uh, on the front page of the Wall Street Journal as they IPO. We've got the uh, the Indian fintech leader, Paytm, will IPO. The Indian e-commerce leader, Flipkart, will probably IPO in the first quarter. Uh, one one that is coming also fast here this year that will get a lot of coverage is the largest online bank in the world which is in Brazil, it's called New Bank, and it will come public with what looks like a $50 billion market cap. It is half the size of Wells Fargo, but it's growing 50%. And they just raised what will probably be their last private uh, venture round, and the investor was Berkshire Hathaway. So there's a lot of companies coming public uh, all over the world in, in places, as I said, like Kazakhstan and Uruguay. And you know what's interesting is a lot of investors here in the U.S., we do a lot of navel-gazing. We, you know, we look for the Teslas, brands that we know. And, you know, I think a lot of people may not think that, hey, I can actually go out of this country and find some really interesting and, you know, companies that have a lot of growth potential. So it sounds like you guys are tapping into that. What sort of investor are you targeting or what sort of investor would be interested in this? Well, I think any investor that's looking for growth, any investor that has a long-term horizon, 
And by that, I mean five years or longer. I mean, this is a story that's going to play out over uh, the next two decades. I mean, this is going to be, I think, where the growth is in the world for the next 20 years. And so especially young investors, if you're an investor in your 20s or 30s and you have long-term retirement money or IRA money, this is exactly, I think, the type of thing you want to have uh, uh, in your portfolio because the, the growth rate for the sector is unprecedented. I mean, the, the revenue growth for the FMQQ country, companies right now is over 40% a year. And it's going to be in the 30s for a long time. So the miracle of compounding is such an important part of your long-term investment returns. And when you're growing at 35 or 40%, those numbers can compound really fast. Yeah, that is an incredible growth rate. Uh, Really quickly, before we go, you talked earlier about EMQQ, FMQQ, and you used China as sort of that deciphering, you know, difference. Explain that in detail. Why, Why is that such an important difference between these funds? Well, China dominates EMQQ because it has the largest e-commerce market. It has the largest Internet companies. Um, 80% of the EMQQ revenue comes from the Chinese companies. And the Chinese companies are about 65% of the portfolio. And there's a lot of investors that that have China exposure through other vehicles. There are investors that don't want China exposure. And there's also investors that, that want to lower their China exposure. I mean, 65% in China is, you know, it's a, a high concentration. And if you use both uh, EMQQ and FMQQ together, blended, you bring the, the China exposure down to uh, 32%, which is about the benchmark weight. So um, uh, I really think both uh, EMQQ and FMQQ are the types of investments that long-term investors should absolutely have. And I, I think that, you know, EMQQ is now seven years old and it has been by far the best performing approach to emerging markets over the last seven years, um, even after a pretty significant sell-off this year. And based on where the valuations are now, I feel very good that five, six, seven years from now, uh, EMQQ will be, the best performer again, or maybe it'll be the second best. But either way, I think both of these are going to work real well for long-term investors. All right, Kevin T. Carter, thank you so much for joining us here today on First Look ETF Extra. We appreciate the insights into your ETFs. Thanks. And be sure to check out fmqqetf.com to learn more about the next frontier internet and e-commerce ETF. Now, if you enjoyed today's conversation, hit the like button. Don't forget to subscribe to ETF Guide. Also, feel free to post your comments below because we would love to hear from you. I'm Stephanie Stanton with ETF Guide. Thank you so much for watching. We'll see you next time. Today's episode of First Look ETF is brought to you by the New York Stock Exchange, the home of ETFs. To hear from experts across the ETF market, visit homeofetfs.com.
NYSE has sponsored this production by ETF Guide LLC for illustrative, informational, and educational purposes only, without regard to any particular investor's objectives, financial situation, or circumstances. NYSE neither represents nor warrants the accuracy or correctness of any of the statements in the production, which has been independently assembled by ETF Guide LLC and with whom sole editorial control rests. NYSE makes no recommendation as to possible benefits from any securities or trading strategies, and this production is not a recommendation, offer, or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or engage in any trading strategy. Prior to the execution of a purchase or sale of any security, you are advised to consult with your own advisors.